0: fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try and it it's in for the touchdown. What a great second. Here the, oh, here comes the oh, here comes the oh. The The wolf, yes, the lion and the wolf on on the same YouTube channel, on the same podcast today. Nick from
1: Roto Street Journal. What's going on, Nick? Uh, Two hunters right here are going to feast on the sheep together. I love it, my man. I'm doing great and I'm so excited to to break down this free agency period, 2020. We got some huge names to break down together, my dude. I can't wait to do it. I'm
0: excited because after this, it's straight away right to the fantasy mm-hmm. football season. we got free agency. We've got the NFL draft, and that's it. We're, I mean, we go year-round with fantasy football anyway, but pretty much yeah. after that draft is done, everything kind of falls into place. Depth charts look a certain way. You kind of have a better idea. Right now, we're kind of just throwing darts, literally. We don't know what the uh, fantasy impact is for a lot of teams and how it's all going to mm-hmm. fall together. So rapid fire, we're going to – burn through this we're gonna add as much detail as we can try to keep it 30 to 45 minutes to get you guys that consumption on your commute wherever you're listening if you're watching on youtube you know my style we get right to it so Mm -hmm. let's talk about the fantasy relevant free agent
1: players who do you want to start off with nick Uh, I feel like the running back position is always the most important. But before we get into anybody, I just want to give a quick caution because, you know, everybody starts to see these new players in their new jerseys. We get all excited, all horny. Oh, my God, look at this guy in these colors. But when you actually look at it, so a, a friend of our podcast, Scott Barrett, Pro Football Focus, broke down how many people actually improve in their new homes and how many of them actually beat their ADP because prices start to skyrocket when we see these played people and new faces. we get excited about this unknown factor, this guy on a new team. It actually ended up that only 20, since 2010, the last 10 years, only 27% of the QBs have actually beat their ADP. Only 20% of the running backs 32% of the receivers and 0% of tight ends have actually beat the ADP, their draft price. And a handful have improved, but it's under half for every single position. So yes, we're excited. I love breaking these down, but it is important to note that a lot of times they don't actually get better in these new homes as excited as we all get.
0: That's one thing I warn my listeners. See, like last year, everyone thought, okay, well, Le'Veon Bell is going to be on the Jets. We're going to get the same Le'Veon Bell. I'm like, no, do not draft Le'Veon Bell in the first round. Different offense, different home, different O-line, different quarterback, different scheme, different uniform. Everything is different, right? So a lot of these players are kind of overrated because they're a, they're a product of that offense. A perfect example, mm-hmm. Damian Williams. A perfect example, Kenyon Drake, who really didn't do anything in Miami, comes to Arizona, does a lot better. So, yeah, man, where they land is really going to make an impact on how they're going to do. So, a lot of people buy that recency hype, mm-hmm. oh, this guy performed well here. It doesn't matter. Totally different scenario.
1: A hundred percent. And it, it totally, you know, the system is so important The talent around them. We, we try to grade all these different factors. So all of that comes into play here. And a lot of these guys we're going to talk about, I know we're going to talk about, you know, where do we think they're going to go? Where's the ideal spot for their fantasy value? Many of them is just staying home. I know you mentioned, you know, Kenyon Drake right there. I'd love to see him just stay with the Cardinals. He seemed to be a perfect fit for that air raid offense, that slashing style, that receiving ability. He's asking for, you know, eight to 10 million a year though. Who knows if they're going to be able to pay that when they've got David Johnson eating up a huge amount of their cap. What do you see happening? Why don't we just start with him? Kenyon Drake, do you think he stays? Do you think he goes? What's your thoughts?
0: I'm pissed off of this whole situation. I definitely feel based on what Kenyon Drake is asking, they can't afford him. But what pisses me off about the situation, again, going back, yes, David Johnson looks sluggish at times. Yes, Kenyon Drake does fit the offense a little bit better than David Johnson. But the fact that he got benched, real piss off for me. Not only the fact that I invested him, just in general, just for like, just the the decency and the integrity of the team. I I really lost a lot of respect for the Cardinals in general, but yeah, I mean, Drake would be ideal there. I don't think he's going to, I don't think they can afford both of them to be honest with you. So it's going to be a tough situation. And I think that Kenny Drake is asking too much based on what he's done. What he had like four good games, right? If you look at it, he was up and down in those games. He didn't, not every game was good. I think there was two weeks stint where he didn't really do much at all. So based on what he did, he's just trying to sell high. He's thinking, yeah, I took David Johnson's job. You guys got to pay me David Johnson plus money. No, dude, you don't deserve it. You did nothing in Miami. You've had four or five good games, maybe a few good ones in Miami. But, yeah, I mean, I think he goes somewhere else. I think Detroit is looking at him. If that's the case, I don't see him being really fantasy relevant. I will add before we end this off, my my comments on this, in the scenario where he – let's say he stays with the Cardinals, David Johnson does get shipped off. They don't bring anyone else in. He could be a top 10 finisher.
1: There's a high ceiling, but it's got to be the perfect storm for that to happen. I think totally agree with that. When he was there, when he was the lead guy, he got there in week nine and beyond, he was the number three scoring running back in fantasy for PPR because they use their running backs so much. It is a one-back dominant system, which I do like, whether it was David Johnson early on, Chase Edmonds. I mean, that it fucking was so annoying, but I I really do hope that second situation you said, they ship off DJ maybe to a team with a ton of cap like the Dolphins, who who need a running back, give David Johnson another chance to kind of re-spark his value, and then they get Drake in, who I think at this stage a little more explosive, a little bit better of a fit for what they do. I agree with you. If it is Drake and David Johnson's gone, I would yeah. rank David uh, Drake, you know, right inside my top 15, top 10, Easily. Even, like you said. Easily. Uh, so so, you know, that, that'll be an interesting one to see and track. Easily. Easily um, the biggest na- yeah, it has to be the biggest name, of course, at running back is is Derek Henry. I mean that guy right. was an absolute monster, a complete steamroller, led the league in carries, rushing yardage and touchdowns to me my my ideal spot for him is just returning home to Tennessee they really finally committed to him with Arthur Smith their new offensive coordinator the fourth run heaviest team in the league I would love to see him just stay remain that focal point because that line is such a beastly line too yeah they might lose Conklin to free agency their right tackle but even without him they have they have a ton of depth they have a beastly line so I'm hoping he returns gets that same type of work in Tennessee do you see him returning or or what What are your thoughts on Derrick Henry?
0: I think the Titans are crazy if they decide to release yes. him or, you know, I think he's the focal point of that offense. We're going to have to see what happens with Tannehill, that whole situation there. Are they going to bring in another receiver? Is Brown good enough to uh, carry the load? Him and Davis, I think they're going to need another receiver to compliment AJ Brown. I think he stays. And the thing with him, it's kind of scares me. I'm one of those guys that knows when to ride the wave, when the wave is hot, done it with cream, Hunt. done it with Gurley in his hot years, Michael Thomas. I discovered him kind of before the can sheep, mainstream did. So, I know when to fold them and know when to hold them. I don't know if he's going to have as good a year. He could have even a bigger year. But remember, if he does get paid and incentivized now, you know, he loses that incentive. And he was super hungry. And now he's kind of said, I'm, I'm the beast. I am the guy as advertised as I coming out of high school and college. And is he going to be as hungry? And I don't know because he's going to get paid. It's like kind of like a lion, right? After he eats, he may not have to eat for a little bit of a, a little while, right? So that's one thing that concerns me. I was, again, I was the main guy that was high on Derrick Henry above the mainstream. And this year, I'm a little bit concerned with that. But I think he stays. I, I think he has to stay in Tennessee. And Tennessee would be stupid if they got rid of him.
1: Yes, I mean they did say we're going to do everything we can—obvious statement—but they're going to do whatever they have to do, including the franchise tag to keep him. And the reason I do think he might be even better now—it's a very hard season to top. Again, league lead in attempts, yards, and TDs. How right. do you beat that? Well, Deion Lewis is expected to be released as a cap casualty, so they can bring back Henry, maybe even Tannehill. And when Tannehill was there and Henry was there, number two running back in fantasy. As as soon as uh, Tannehill took over, Derrick Henry was only obviously Christian McCaffrey scored more than him and with Deion Lewis leaves the one reason that could spark Henry even more he's not the best receiver he's certainly not a McCaffrey by any means as average 10.1 yards per reception in screen games last year he he averaged 13.8 on screens and he's only seeing 1.6 targets per game in his career so far so imagine if that doubles and he gets four or five targets a game because Lewis is no longer there and this guy's now getting himself in space he's such a fucking tank i love derrick henry i love Derek. it could even become better so that's i'm hoping they bring him back i'm hoping they release lewis and then you know if that's the case then henry's really that three down complete total package i think only christian mccaffrey is a clear-cut lock to go above and maybe barkley as well in my opinion right
0: i'm excited so yeah that's my prediction i like him i'm gonna have to see where he falls he's still in my top five i think right now i love him still a guy that i was high on last year so, yeah, I, I like him. I hope he stays. Who if else do we if
1: not if not the Titans, is there a team that you're like, man, I really hope I see, uh, you know, Derrick Henry go there? Oh, man, you know, I just, I think he, I think Houston
0: needs a running back. They don't have a running mm. back. I don't care what anyone says. They don't have a running Imagine. back. I think that'd be a good fit for him. Um, you know, I hope he stays in Tennessee because, again, we're going back to the first thing we said. I'd be concerned if he went anywhere else. It'd be a different offense, different odd, you know, different scenario. And I don't want him in another scenario. I want him in Tennessee. That's his best chance of replicating what he did last year.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. But Houston would be very intriguing that Deshaun Watson led offense. I mean, that's going to generate plenty of scoring opportunities. Carlos right. Hyde ran for 1,000 yards there. What the hell could Derrick Henry do? I mean, I I, that, that's a good second team to throw out there. I, I like that a lot, the big power run-based team too. So right. I, I like that. I, I mean, the next guy on my list, and there's, I guess we could do both at the same time because they were both – former chargers one of them is returning we just got news you know yesterday that austin eckler is going back so i wanted to include him i wanted to break him down just because we now know he's going to be with the chargers let's assume melvin gordon's gone we can maybe talk about gordon after we do eckler now that we know he's coming back and and it's a Pretty good likelihood, given the contract they gave him. They signed him to you know, $24.5 million with the up to 26 in incentives, $15 right. million guaranteed. They clearly really think Austin Echo is a huge part of not only their backfield, but their entire offense. Where do you value him now, knowing they've committed to him in this type of sense? Do you think he could replicate what he did last year?
0: You know, I definitely think he could. My only concern is Phillip Rivers not being there. That's number Mm -hmm. one. Number two, this was a guy that kind of had years to wow me. I wasn't wowed. He was always kind of in the back shadows behind Gordon. Gordon turned down that big money, and I think that pissed off the Chargers. You know, I I think Eckler could be good for PPR, but the thing is, I think he's going to be a little overvalued overall as a running back, because I think people are going to draft him thinking he is that RB1. I think they're going to be, Relatively disappointed because if you look at his rushing attempts, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but to my recollection, because I all I do is study this stuff, but I think he had like 130 plus attempts. Maybe I'm wrong. Go double check. No, it's right
1: around there. You're right.
0: 132, I think. So, I mean, I don't know. He's he's not. He's going to lack that. But, again, where he's going to make it up is in the reception. So, I think you're going to get another Alvin Kamara type situation. What I think the Chargers are going to do is I think they're going to get rid of Gordon because he's going he's to come with a big price tag if they want him. And then they're going to get themselves a solid rookie coming into the draft. Maybe Clyde. Maybe – I don't think Jonathan Taylor will fall. You never know. But I think it's going to be a solid – why? I mean, why pay Melvin Gordon when you get a stud running back potentially to compliment Eckler.
1: Eckler will not be alone. I don't believe it. No. And I, the comments at the combine, their head coach Anthony Lynn said, I need to have him paired up with someone because right. then it frees him up to be a receiver. And that's why I do think maybe he doesn't completely match what he did last year. I mean, the running back four in PPR fantasy points, but when, Gordon wasn't there those first four weeks it really wasn't a committee. They had Justin Jackson who they're talking up right now but he never saw more than eight or nine touches and Eckler was dominating the workload he was in on 75% or more snaps in all those games and he had at least 17 touches across all those games as well and he was the number two running back in fantasy behind only again Christian McCaffrey. It's always behind Christian McCaffrey it seems like but for those first four weeks nobody was better than Eckler outside of McCaffrey so if we get that same type of usage there is that ceiling but I thought you brought up a really good point and who's the quarterback going to be because Rivers has historically we saw it with Woodhead we've seen it with so many guys in his past he does love throwing to his running backs we need to make sure there's a quarterback part of it's the system I mean Lynn does love to pepper his running backs no team Through the running back more last year, 31% of their throws. But it is also a tendency of Phillip Rivers, So I totally agree with you there. We got to see who that is. But I'm not overly worried about Eckler. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, they said he has to be in a tandem at the combine. But that's more so to free him up for these creative receiving usage. I totally see him as a 17 to 20 touch guy, even if eight or nine of those touches are coming in the receiving game. And like you said, PPR league, that's 10,000 times more valuable than the carries. So I still like him, in my opinion, Austin Eckler's a first rounder in my mind. So you have him top ten for sure. I, I have him right at top ten running backs, yes, and then you know maybe eleven or twelve, right at that turn of the first round. I'd love to get him in like DeAndre Hopkins or something like that, a, a good running back receiver. I'm not drinking him.
0: the Kool Aid. I'm not buying the <laughs> hype here. I a lot again, a lot of people will draft him as their RB one. I think they're going to be relatively disappointed. Again, great good talent, right? He's above average, but. I'm not excited. But especially PPR, I definitely got a target. I'm not paying first round. I'm not even paying second round. If I get him in the third, really. I'll-
1: wow. He won't fall to the third. I guess no, you're not, not. going to have Eckler, and I think you're going to regret it my friend. That's we'll our see. first disagreement of the day. This is Austin what makes it so much
0: fun. This is what Oh makes yeah, absolutely. Fun. So
1: who else do you got? Count me, count me team Eckler there. Well, no, what about no. the other guy there? Uh, Melvin Gordon, where do you think, now that they've committed to Eckler, you know, Gordon did say, I'd love to be back with the Chargers. Right. I've, I've always you know, loved my teammates there. I want to go win it with them. But then you know, the reports are coming out. He definitely is going to at least test the market. And they've given so much money here to Eckler. I can't see them handing out two big running back contracts in the same offseason. So my guess is he's going somewhere else. Where would you like to see Melvin Gordon go play?
0: Again, I hate to sound like a broken record. There's two places. Uh, actually, I think it'd be a better fit for him. I think you'd be, uh, I mean, top three running back. If he ended up in KC. KC needs a running mm-hmm. back. Damian yep. Williams not the guy. I would love to see Melvin Gordon in Kansas City, and again McCoy's not going to do it. He he sucked near the end of the season. I warned. He's you a free him. agent
1: anyways. He's gone. So. He's gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. but yeah. he says he still wants to play. I don't think he's going to be relevant anywhere. He's washed no. up at this point. Fumbleitis. Um, but yeah, I mean Melvin Gordon and KC would be so ideal. Also, again going back, and I'm going to be going back to this a lot. If there's other running backs that are workhorse like Melvin, is Houston, Houston, and KC need running backs? Tampa would be good too. I think. You know, Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber, just wash those guys out right now. Get yourself a solid running back like Melvin, run them. Another good home would be – I mean, those are the three options, I think, unless you think
1: there's a better option. I'm not sure what you think. I think those are definitely the three, and, and we call them value holes. These openings, as you mentioned, that there's no real clear top guy on the depth yeah. chart, and when you look at it, you, you keep citing the Chiefs. That's my number one value hole, their running back spot, because the offense do not. 30 points a game last year, even missing Mahomes for a few of those. They still only trailed the Ravens in scoring so many touchdown chances. That's why Damian Williams was in RB1 for very long stretches. And it's not because he's that great of a talent. So if if you put someone like Melvin Gordon there who has the three-down skill sets, that's the key there with Andy Reid is he loves a three-down guy. He doesn't have to sub off. Gordon has those pass-catching chops. I mean, he'd catch 70, 80 balls there. I, I totally agree with you. I'd take him in my top three. Uh, to me, again, I-, I really see Christian McCaffrey at the top. And I know you – I think uh, last time we talked, you said it's, it's Barkley for you. But uh, after McCaffrey, I don't really have a clear-cut number two. To me, that could be Melvin Gordon if he did go somewhere like Kansas City. The other team you mentioned there, too, the Bucks. We saw right. it with David Johnson – Uh, A couple years ago with Bruce Arians in 2016, 2,100 total yards, 20 TDs, and 80 receptions. Gordon's right on par in terms of talent. He, he's a great tackle right. breaker, great three down, you know, horse. That team was fourth in the league in scoring. I don't know who their QB is going to be quite yet, but hey, maybe Philip Rivers goes there, who we already know has a history with Gordon. Those two get paired up again. They, they already know how to, to work together so well. I would love to see something like a Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon reunion in that Bruce Arians offense. They only had Peyton Barber and shitty Ronald Jones last year. Like no <laughs> shit, no one did anything. If they you give them stopped. a guy like, when, when you give Arians a, a true talent, even like Rashard Mendenhall, who wasn't great, had a ton of great years under him with the Steelers. So I'd love to see him. If not the Chiefs, I think the Bucs was another great call. I'd love to see him go there.
0: Definitely. Are there other free agents with
1: fan, in the fantasy impact? Who else do we got here? I mean, there is Kareem Hunt. He's a restricted free agent. But obviously, only a couple years removed here from leading the league and rushing uh, the year before. He was the running back eight in points per game with, with the Chiefs here. I I would love to see somebody sign him to an offer sheet. The Browns have already said they're going to give him a tender. So we know they're at least going to try to get him back, but there's still so many running back needy teams if he gets you know swooped away and goes away, not only is that great for him, but also as we've talked about before, Nick Chubb, who I still love, whether Hunt's there or not. But if he leaves, you know, Chubb now becomes top three in my right. opinion. Whereas right now top I have five, him top least. top ten, at least top five, maybe even top three. I'd love to see Hunt go to a place because I think he's a great three downtown, like the Bucks, like we've already mentioned. Maybe even Miami. I, I don't love the line there. I don't love no. the overall offense. But man, I mean, Kalen Bilodeau is the top of that depth chart. So there's at least 270 Any touches available because nobody should touch the ball above Kareem Hunt there. So just to get him somewhere else where he's going to get the volume he deserves and free up Nick Chubb, I'd love to see. What do you think of Kareem Hunt?
0: Kareem Hunt again. We're going to debate about this. We're going to beat each other up all off season about (laughs) this. But I'm telling you, if Kareem Hunt is there, Nick Chubb is going to plummet. His stock goes down. I don't care what anyone says. If you look Mm -hmm. at the last eight weeks, Kareem Hunt was getting actually more fantasy points in more games. If you look at it, one or two points more in some games. I think chubb beat him in a few games it's gonna affect him, whether you like it or not he's Mm. gonna be a thorn and a pest in the side of nick chubb if he stays but i would love to see kareem hunt going back to kc damian williams should not be playing as a starter period he's not a starter i don't like him he's very one-dimensional run to the outside catch the ball drop it occasionally once in a while he doesn't run up the middle very well kareem hunt is more versatile he's stronger more agile catches the ball better Imagine him going back to KC and basically reestablishing that. But would they want him back? Remember, the main reason That's they the got question, rid of him yeah. was because he kicked somebody. I mean, hmm. I mean, the Browns got him at a cheap price too, right? So the Browns being the people that came in, hoarded him in at that good price, would they really want to get rid of him? I, I think he comes back.
1: Yeah, I, I expect him back too, and I think it's unfortunate because I, again, would love to see both those guys thrive as the featured backs they both deserve to be. Uh, t- so we, we've talked about a few teams, just to kind of summarize like where we want to see some of these guys go. Chiefs have to be number one. I think Titans, if Derrick Henry's not there, presented right. also a, a great, you know that line, the run-heavy tendencies, the Bucks we've mentioned, the Cardinals is a, a backfield we have yet to see You know who's going to truly dominate there. And as you've mentioned, the Texans is a, a very explosive offense with a clear hole in their backfield. I think the other team, you know, we mentioned the dolphins are sexy, but certainly volumes there. The other two teams, I think are sleepers that we should watch here are the Steelers. You know, are they going to commit to James Conner after right. 2 injury marred years? They always have wanted a horse. Imagine if, Kareem Hunter, one of these guys, shakes free and becomes that three-down horse that Tomlin always had with Le'Veon Bell. He's had with D'Angelo. Whoever it is, he's always ridden a guy for three-down value. So You can't imagine they're all sold in on James Conner. As much as I like the guy when he's healthy, he couldn't stay healthy at all. So I'd love to see what do the Steelers do this year? And even the 49ers, as someone who likes Raheem Mostert, I I would like to see them commit to Mostert because I really think he could be that – third or fourth rounder that blows up and has a great year but you never know with shanahan so i'm also monitoring that backfield very closely i'm monitoring three other
0: backfields you should definitely be aware of and they definitely need a workhorse running back because i don't know if they're fully committed on the backs they have now and understandably Mm -hmm. so because two of them aren't proven and one guy's had years to wow so we're not really wow those three backfields are simple the eagles miles sanders they showed commitment to him at the end of the season i don't think he's going to be alone but if he is alone he's going to be a beast top 10 Uh, Devin Singletary, a little undersized for me to be a workhorse. Again, another guy, I don't know if the Bills are fully sold on. And another backfield, the guy I'm saying years to wow him, and I'm not really wowed, is Marlon Mack, the Colts. I think the Colts also need a workhorse running back. Those three teams as well, teams to keep an eye on. And like you said, Connor, I'm not sold on him being the solid workhorse running back. There's no way.
1: Yeah. Interesting teams to put out there. I mean, for the sake of those, especially those sophomores, you mentioned Singletary and Sanders. I love those guys. So I'm really hoping nobody goes there, but it is important to monitor for those two values. Do any of these big names and there are some other interesting names. I'm going to throw them out there and you tell me if any of these guys intrigue you. So the last five running backs, I think to, to be aware of are Jordan Howard, Matt Breida, Deandre Washington, Lamar Miller and Carlos Hyde. Are there any of those guys you want to talk about or or hope to see go somewhere? Okay, here's the deal. You sent
0: me prior everyone, prior to the show, we we kind of reviewed our notes. He sent me a list of notes. And when he sent that, it just doesn't excite me. It's kind of like, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, kind of going back to single days and stuff like that when I wasn't married. But it's kind of like there's certain people that catch your eye, right? And the other people you don't even look back at, you don't take a Mm -hmm. second glance at. Those running backs are guys that I don't care about. I just do not care. They suck to me. I aim for high caliber, high ceiling, grand slam kind of players. Players like that, I don't even want to talk about. But let's bring Mm -hmm. them up. I mean, briefly, I'm staying away. (laughs) I don't care where they end up because they're literally just going to be guys that are going to be backups. And that's the problem a lot of people – do when they draft they draft predicated on name oh I know the name Carlos Hyde and they would probably have themselves this is a big mistake for people in fantasy this is where I get the edge a little fantasy football draft tip here they draft on names Oh, I want a Frank Gore I want a Carlos Hyde I want a Lamar Miller no man while you're scooping that up I'm scooping up these rookie running backs later mid to late rounds and I'm hitting home runs potentially and you guys are wasting your
1: time with guys like this perfect example thank you for bringing up these guys yeah, I, I think that's a funny uh, analogy too. We sometimes on my podcast we do a series called "You know, if this player was a woman in the bar, who would they be?" Yeah. And you're right, it's like, like these are the guys that you're not necessarily looking at unless they're dressed up the right way. Let's say they have the right outfit. They have, you know, a surprising. It might be one of those girls that doesn't look great at first, but then you're, oh, damn, that ass! Like if you put <laughs> Brita in the right clothes and suddenly it's popping. Like the Chiefs. Let's say is one of the fastest running backs. He logged the fastest run of a. Like, 23 miles per hour on an 80-yard touchdown. I don't care. If don't he, if he, Let's say the Chiefs had nobody else <laughs> other than Brita. You're, you've already said you're not sold on Damian Williams. Let's say Brita goes there and he's competing with Damian Williams. You wouldn't care about Brita at all with the Chiefs? Hey.
0: I trademarked it. Years to wow me and I'm not wowed. It goes back to go back to Keith Marshall. Do you remember Keith Marshall? Tell me you remember it. No, Probably way not. back.
1: No, that that is way back. That's like what three, that? four way years
0: ago. Ran a four two nine. Okay. He yeah. ran, I think he used to run with Todd Gurley. Wasn't he called Gershall? Todd Gurley, Keith Marshall. Oh, commercial. okay. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Ran a four two nine. Oh, you forget all of a sudden. That speed, yeah. I don't care about speed. John Ross, what has he done? Right. So when you talk
1: about these guys, they don't excite me. I don't care. Keith. has had some plays 2-9. though. I, I agree with you. I, I don't. I'm not a straight up like. Oh, look at these combine numbers. He's got it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. There's tons of examples. We've seen some glimpses of Brita. I mean, Jordan Howard has the the Bears record for most yards in his first two seasons. So like, if you put him with the Texans, for example, like it, you saw what Carlos Hyde did. Was it was it sexy last year? No, but you could depend on him for your flex, especially during uh, bye weeks. So boring. I, it's Howard very boring. Bores me. But if uh, it bores me too, I'm not sitting here saying I, I can't <laughs> wait to draft Jordan Howard. Like he's disgusting. I get it. It's nothing great. Yeah, but yeah. again, you dress him in the right clothes, like the Texans, for example. If you can make a thousand yards, six to eight TDs with Carlos Hyde, Jordan Howard could certainly at least replicate that. And Hyde had his usefulness. Again, I I don't I like going for the highest possible upside, so you're right. right. Very few of these guys are going to be on my radar. The only one that, that does stand out, I mean, we mentioned Howard. If he goes to the Texans, I do like Breed speed, and I do think he has flashed on the field, so I do want to see where he goes. But I, I've never seen DeAndre Washington actually get a true shot. Last year, when he had three starts, um, when Josh Jacobs was out, he had 21, 18, and 21 points. He was in RB9, RB11, and RB9 for those three weeks, the one time, the, you know, the three times he was used, he was a top 12 running back all three times. So if he goes somewhere, let's say again, the the dolphins, for example, who have nobody there and he's going to a spread offense for Chan Gale, he played in a spread offense in college. I could see him kind of sneaking out. If he does get the volume, I, I could see this guy being a top 20 running back that no one really ends up talking about.
0: Yeah. I agree with you to some degree. I'm I'm not, taking these guys out on dates by any means but i will tell you this i definitely see some upside some guys come out of the woodwork years after we saw it with players in the past i can't even think of remember this guy's one's name Wow, Justin Forsett, I think. Does that ring a bell? I remember him. It. Oh, yeah, Baltimore. Forsett. Yeah, he yeah. Out, he was older, he came out of the woodwork, had a great fantasy year. And yep. you saw with Drake coming back, you saw with Damian Williams having a little bit of shine. Who you was put him in great. the right
1: clothes and you might get a nice thing to look at.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you gotta really kind of like find the diamond in the rough. And I'm not really good with digging that and I don't want to mm-hmm. go in there and dive in. I'm gonna stay away. But yeah, I definitely see them, you know, some of these guys potentially coming out of the woodwork, but To me, give me a young, hungry guy that's got tons of upside in a great situation. That's what I go for.
1: I, I agree, and and as a whole, like my philosophy is go for the highest upside. So a lot of those guys probably won't be on my radar unless no. they do end up with the right team. So I'm with you there. Every pick, I want the biggest ceiling because you, you're not going to win with the ninth round. Fucking jo- again, Jordan Howard, yeah. but like it, it's not winning you your league. Whereas there are sneaky league with Lamar Jackson was a round twelve guy last year. Like there there are upside that late. So I, I'm with you. You got to swing for the fences much more often than you don't. Um, this is one year moving away you know we started with running backs we spent a ton of time on it because it is in my opinion the most important position and fantasy build it we've talked already building that stable of backs is a strategy we both believe and I'll do first three even four picks all running backs just to right. make sure I have my horses uh, but this year in particular with with free agency quarterbacks are much deeper than you usually see it's a position that Teams don't usually let a good starter get away. Yet there's a list of four or five guys I could see as starters. And obviously, this offseason, all the talk has been the goat himself, Tom Brady. Where is he going to go? And I'm a New England fan. I see the Patriots thing in the background. I'm I've grown up in Boston my whole life. Like I'm a diehard New England guy. So I have heard nothing but Brady, Brady, Brady. This little hint, that little hint. So it seems to me by all the buzz that's going on here, there's a good chance he's actually gone, which blows my mind. I'm ready to cry for, you know, two days straight once he finally leaves us. Where do you think, what do you think? Is he going to come back to New England? And if not, where is he going to go?
0: I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I hate when this happens, especially when you got the greatest of all time. We saw these players like Gretzky went to the Kings; he was on the Oilers yeah. for all the years. And you're kind of used to certain goats and certain players being on a certain team, and then they move away. It kind of bothers me a little bit. Joe Montana, so you know, yeah, you know, wherever he goes, I definitely feel similar to the way Brady got his last Super Bowl. Or sorry, not Brady. Uh, Peyton Manning got his last Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether it's fixed or not. Whatever, that's a whole other episode. But I still think he gets another Super Bowl ring. Wherever he ends up, he's going to be in a situation, not only based on his talent to get it, but also the scenario of the team that he's going to get another Super Bowl. There's no doubt. I don't know. I hope he stays with New England. I hope he gets another ring. I mean, it would just be super cool to see greatness do it again and witness it and be, a part, be alive during this amazing time. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think wherever he goes, he'll do well. There's talk about Oakland. There's talk about this and that. Wherever he goes, he'll do well, and he'll have the tools to do, do well.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean it's Brady. I, I totally believe if he does leave, he's gonna be more fired up than ever to stick it to Belichick to show it was me, not Bill that right. won his title. So you Monkey know, on his back. Monkey exactly. on his back chip they, on his shoulder. I think they both want to do it. And and all the talk here is Robert Kraft wants him back. He's going to do whatever it takes to get him back, but Bill is ready to kind of move forward and do something else here. We saw that with Garoppolo. Bill didn't want to get rid of him. He would have rather had Jimmy than Brady himself. I wouldn't hate, and wherever Brady goes, I suddenly I'm always going to be a diehard Spats fan, but I'll root for wherever Tom goes as well. I actually, a couple weeks ago, was pretty drunk and made a uh, had a blackout vision in a way that he's going to go to the Titans, and my buddy's dad was in Vegas, so I was like, what's the lines on uh, the Titans winning the Super and at the time it was 30 to one. So I was like, throw a hundred bucks on it. So if he goes to the Titans and wins a Super Bowl, I'll, it'll be 3000 bucks richer. So I wouldn't hate I that like either. That. I and, like uh, that. It, and there's a lot of talk with Vrabel being there that They have that camaraderie. If they get Derrick Henry, Brady, they have A.J. Brown. Humphreys in the slot would obviously take a nice bump up with Brady there. I wouldn't hate that, and I think that's one thing we've got to consider as we talk about a few of these quarterbacks is it's not just about their value. I don't know if I'm drafting Brady wherever he goes just because he's 43. How much upside will he have? But the people around him certainly will in any quarterback – The value definitely changes based on where they go and who they, you know, the value around them. Like, let's say Brady goes to the Chargers, which is a rumored spot. Austin Eckler, the the amount of throws that Brady does to the running back, most people don't throw as much as Phillip Rivers, but Brady is just up there in terms of targeting running backs, too. So that would be a great boost to Austin Eckler, to Keenan Allen out of the slot. Think about how much damage Edelman's done over the years. So that's another spot he might slide in and be a great fit. Another quarterback that could have a huge impact on his surroundings, too. Jameis Winston the guy just loves to close his eyes and huck it I don't know if the guy's actually that good of a player in fact I don't love the guy at all but man does he help produce fantasy stats for Chris Godwin Mike Evans because he just loves to huck it up and let his guys do their thing do you think he ends up back with Tampa Bay which to me would be the ideal for his value Bruce Arians bomb show bonanza there or do you think Jameis Winston ends up going somewhere else
0: James Winston is that guy that's just an average quarterback. I'm not really excited about him wherever he ends up. Yeah, he's got that upside. He likes to throw the bomb, but he also throws a lot of picks, as we know, as well.
1: 30 and 30, right? The first guy ever. 30 touchdowns, 30 ints. He's in the
0: same club to me as your your Darnolds, your who else is in that club, the average club. I can't even think of, I'm not even thinking quarterbacks, but he's just your average quarterback that's never gonna have enough juice to get people to the Super Bowl. I just don't see him being that caliber of a guy. He'll never be a Pat Mahomes. He'll never be that guy. So guys like him just don't excite me. Again, a good backup for fantasy with some upside to cover my bye weeks or a possible injury. But other than that. I don't know. I don't know if he ends up in Tampa. I don't know what's going on with him. And again, a lot of people are drafting you know, Godwin and uh, Evans in regards to thinking that he's going to be there. And they might be surprised if a new quarterback comes in too and their value is going to be very volatile and a lot of uncertainty in regards to their values as well.
1: Yeah, that's why I hope he stays put because I, I don't yeah. want Godwin and Evans to be ruined. Two top, you know, seven fantasy wide receivers right there. Right. They need someone that's willing to just huck it and let them do their thing. So I'm hoping Winston does stay there for his value and for those two guys because Bruce Arians, the no risk it, no biscuit offense. he You know, the one thing Winston does have is a cannon arm. And I want an offense where he's going to be unleashed. There. He'd be a horrible fit if he ends somewhere like New England where it's all about clock management, and, you know, ball control and dinking and being accurate. I hope he doesn't go somewhere like that I want to see him in this vertical style you know air coriel offenses that really fit his his big arm strength I'm hoping he stays in Tampa Bay but if not I still would be intrigued by whatever wide receiver one is tied to him because he we, we've seen it over and over again he is very willing to let his guys go and make plays uh and just huck up the prayers what about Phillip Rivers another particular Potential starter. I'd say Philip Rivers and Ryan Tannehill would be like the last two, maybe even Teddy Bridgewater if you want to throw him out there. But those are the last kind of names that could end up being starting quarterbacks in the league next year that are free agents. Do you see either of them? We know Rivers is going to be gone. Where do you see him landing? That's
0: a tough one, man. I really don't know where Rivers is going to land. Wherever he lands, I think he wants to win a Super Bowl. I think he's got another monkey on his back, chip on his shoulder kind of guy. Wherever He wants to win. But what I do like about him when you're looking at fantasy impact, whatever receivers are going to be on the receiving end do have a lot of upside. So whatever team he's going to land on, that's gonna, the receivers are going to benefit. Where do you think Rivers is going to land? Right, as of right now, I, I don't know. I, I have no I, idea.
1: My best guess would be Frank Reich's Colts team right there because he he used to be the offensive coordinator – for the Chargers they have that familiar that background together with each other and they clearly have a quarterback need when they're rolling out Jacoby Brissett right now so I wouldn't be shocked to see Rivers go to a system he already knows a system that won't be overly reliant on his his arm because at times last year it looked shot it didn't look like he could really fling the rock quite as deep as he did Uh, and so if he goes to the Colts you know maybe a little more accuracy for T.Y. Hilton there we've talked about how Rivers does love to target his running backs so whether that's Marlon Mack, Naeem Hines or if they as you predicted maybe go out and get a new rookie that's a three down guy like if rivers is there the running backs certainly get a nice little boost as well the tight ends jack doyle we've seen rivers right. between gates and And uh, Hunter Henry, he's made some very good money with his tight ends as well. So Jack Doyle might get a little bump up should Rivers go to the Colts. So that's my guess for him. What about Ryan Tannehill? I mean, he was the quarterback three in fantasy when he took over for Tennessee. Uh, There was a stretch where only Lamar Jackson was scoring more than him. Was that a mirage? Is Tannehill actually good? And what what do you think happens with him?
0: I don't know, man. It seems to be a curse with Miami because years to wow me and I wasn't wow. So he kind of shocked me. And I think he had more time in the pocket to throw a better O-line, better situation, young, hungry receivers. I don't think he was a fluke. He was relatively surprisingly consistent. So I hope he stays in Tennessee. I think he needs a shot. Again, one of those guys that never really got the opportunity, those diamonds in the rough. And I like him. I mean, you could probably wait on this guy. I don't know when he's going to be going. I haven't done any mock drafts. I don't start mocking till around end of April after the draft. Why
1: would you, right? We don't going. know where all these players are going to be, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: so I think you're going to get him for a good value. He could be a quarterback one. You don't got to invest the Lamar second-round pick on. And I think he's going to be great if he stays put. And I think Tennessee should be smart enough to do it if they don't get a Brady or something like that. But my question is, again, is he going to be the same – um, caliber as the Winstons of the world, the Darnolds. I don't know if he's ultra elite yet again. So I don't know if he's going to be enough to take the Tennessee Titans to the, to the finish. I just think he's missing the it factor. The it factor that Lamar has the it factor that Pat Mahomes and Brady have the Russell Wilson
1: has. I don't think he's one of those guys that's got it. No, I don't think so either. But fantasy-wise, does he have that factor? He can run. We saw him run in for a bunch of touchdowns last year. He's surrounded by, you know, A.J. Brown, so elite after the catch. So many of his fantasy points were like, here you go, A.J., go do your thing. A.J. explodes down the field for 60 yards after the catch. So can he get a Super Bowl for them? No, I'm with you. I don't see them winning a title with Ryan Tannehill, but can he win fantasy titles? Because, as you mentioned, the price, I'm all about – and I'm sure you are too, you got to wait on quarterback. As much as I love Lamar Jackson and it would be nice to have this guy, last year you were getting him in round 12. The year before, right. Pat Mahomes was going in round 12. I got there Mahomes are in 10. I was I was all about Mahomes, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, as I will admit, I missed the Lamar Jackson train this year, unfortunately. So did I. I, I was all about Kyler Murray. I thought he was going to be that, you know, Pat Mahomes cheat code. There is always one of those. And again, Tannehill was the quarterback. Three only Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson had more points than this guy, and you know he's not going to be priced that way because he's Ryan Tannehill. But the system does fit him so well. If he returns to the Titans, if he goes anywhere else, I probably have no interest in him. But I think Arthur Smith, their coordinator, did a really nice job surrounding him with the right talent with the, as you mentioned, the offensive line improvement to give him just a little bit more time made a huge difference. So I could see myself uh, being down with Ryan Tannehill. If he returns for sure. Uh, is there any other quarterback? Do we talk, even talk about Bridgewater? Do you think he goes anywhere? Bridgewater and
0: starts? Has upside what he did when breeze was off was pretty impressive. So I'm really curious yeah. on, there's a ton of upside here. So it depends on where he lands yet again, what happens with him, but I like him, but I think he's going to want a lot of money. Is it rightfully so? I think so. I think he's going to do some good things. I, I'm not, I don't know if he's ultra elite, but I think he could be a level. The ceiling is higher for him than a Winston or a Tannehill. That's my opinion on this guy. There's a ton of upside here.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is definitely some upside for sure, I, as you mentioned, with the Saints. Obviously, he was set up so well because they have a great line in Michael Thomas and Kamara. The weapons were perfect. But yeah, this guy is a starting caliber quarterback, so I'd love to see him get a shot. He hasn't really had that true, this is no. my team, This I'm the quarterback since the Vikings. And I don't even know if they gave him a real fair shot there. Uh, we, we mentioned all these value holes for running backs to me. The top running, the top quarterback value holes would be the Bucks, just because Bruce Arians throws it 50 times a game. He loves to throw the bomb. So, whoever ends up there, I'm going to be very intrigued by, whether it's Winston or somebody else. I think the Chargers, they love to throw as well. They have great weapons there. The Titans do have a good system. Again, they made Tannehill the top number three scoring quarterback. So, whether it's him, whether it's Brady, I do think there could be some value to whoever is the Titans. And then we haven't even talked about Dak, who is obviously the most elite of the free agent quarterbacks. I feel like we kind of left him off because he's going back to Dallas, right? Like there's no way they would ever let him go. Is there? I mean,
0: I think they, just <laughs> ta- they might tag him and stuff like that, yeah. but I don't know, man. I just, I kind of feel for Dak. Cause again, going back to me hating on Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz really does not done anything. Gets $128 million deal. And it's like Dak, like pay the guy. I, again, I think he's slightly above, par i think he's better than winston i think he's better than Tannehill, but i think he's missing the if factor and i don't know what it is like the o-line is there the running game is there the receivers are there what's missing and i think that if factor could be dax ability maybe i don't know they should pay him something i don't know if it's going to be a mega contract like once and i think that the Eagles should have done the same thing they should have felt out once maybe for another year before going crazy and paying him like like It was crazy. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But, yeah, I think he stays. He's got to start making a statement. He's got to do something this year. I mean, come on, man. It's time now.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's got everything. He's got no excuses. And Mike McCarthy, a quarterback whisperer, right. you know, obviously had great years with Aaron Rodgers. So, if if I think they would be smart to franchise him, like you mentioned, and get a year and really see is this the guy we want to commit to? I wonder if Dak would hold out in that situation, though, if he would even end up playing. So we'll see it. They're saying it's gonna take thirty million plus a year to get it done. I don't personally think Dak's worth that, but if he if he's got everything around him, then maybe just maybe I do think he's a baller. We haven't seen him get all the way quite yet but I, McCarthy might be that guy to, to bring him to the next level and a guy that would really help him is to bring back is Amari Cooper. Definitely, in my opinion, to transition to wide receivers. Let's do it, which yeah. Th- th- there's not a ton of wide receivers this year, and same with tight ends, but there are a couple. It's very top-heavy. There's like two or three names for each position, and Amari Cooper is definitely the headline of this wide receiver class. To me, I would love to see him return to Dallas. He was the wide receiver eight there last year. Uh, had his best year of his career, most consistent year, even though there were some blow-ups and some disappearances. He does get hurt a little bit often, uh, but still, McCarthy Whether it's Devontae Adams, whether it's Jordy Nelson, like he's always had that true Greg Jennings. He's always dominated with a number one wide receiver. And I do think uh, Amari Cooper has the running, you know, the speed, the size to do it all. So I'd like to see him return to Dallas. Do you think he gets back there? And if not, is there anywhere you'd like to see him go?
0: I'm Dallas's owner right now. I'm the head coach. I'm the administration (laughs) there. And I'm going to say I'm not – I like Cooper. I think he's above par, well above par, not the best. I don't think he's in the class with the Michael Thomases and Julio Jones of the world. I think he's below those guys. I think Kenny Galday is even better than Amari Cooper. But I think Amari – I would not pay Amari Cooper. There's a deep – and you know this, there's a deep NFL Mm -hmm. draft class coming in at wide receiver – Henry Ruggs, Judy. I mean, I don't think they're going to get Judy, but they could get themselves an ace wide receiver to complement a very well-talented Michael Gallup. Mm -hmm. I think Gallup, when he was drafted, he was supposed to be the wide receiver one. I think they had that in the back of their mind that he would be kind of their ace. And he's pretty good. The guy is good. Like, his yards after cash look good. He's aggressive. He's got a nose for the end zone. When he catches, man, he goes like it's hard, like he fights for every yard. I love that. And I think he could technically be the wide receiver one, bring in a couple of rookie wide receivers, groom one, and you could save a ton of money on Amari Cooper, who's again been good. He's shown some flashes, but not lack the consistency. So if I'm Dallas, I'm not paying Cooper. I know you like him, but I, I'm going to go
1: the opposite direction here. And and I could see them taking that approach, too, because I I agree with you. Michael Gallup is very talented and maybe could shoulder wide receiver one duties. We had RJ Ochoa, a beat writer that's very tapped in there for SB Nation, uh, the, the blogging the boys. On earlier this offseason and he talked about you know yeah they, they'd love to have cooper back but they do believe in gallup as a, a potential wide receiver one i mean the guy had 1100 yards six TDs, 66 catches that's very high-end wide receiver two if not you know what low-end wide receiver one numbers and if that volume becomes now i'm the number one guy and i asked it show you know a lot of we see a lot of these guys that thrive in the number two role because they're getting the weaker coverage do you think gallup would be able to handle those number ones and he's like definitely Definitely we've seen enough of this guy that he could beat number one corners. He could get, you know, 180, 200 targets and be that number one guy and still put up, you know, great numbers. It's not that he was a product of weaker coverage. Uh, so I'm with you. I like Gallup a lot. If Cooper leaves, I think Gallup has to be treated as a top 20, maybe even top 15 fantasy yeah. wide receiver. He has the potential to be one of the biggest risers this offseason when it's all said and done. If Cooper leaves and it's just Gallup, uh, where do you think you'd see him sliding into your rankings?
0: Yeah, man. I, I easily, like without a doubt, top 15, I got to see both the top 10. Maybe I, I like, him. I would actually like him ahead of one of either Godwin or Mike Evans, because interesting if Winston's not there. One of them is right. going to fall off. Yeah. I don't see them both finishing top 10. So yeah, man, Gallup's got a huge ceiling. If Cooper goes, I would yeah, love it, him. And I think a lot of people are going to sleep on him because they, I watched those games and I watched how good he really is. So I'm excited about Gallup, man. I'm excited about that offense. But Dak, it's, it's do or die for him, man. They got to do something. Kind of like the same kind of do or die mentality was with players like Dalvin Cook last year, Derrick Henry. Like, it was make or break Leonard Fournette. Make or break seasons for them. And a lot of these guys stepped up when the time came. Dak has to step up. And, and uh, Gallup could benefit
1: yeah i'm I'm with you there again. McCarthy, such a pass happy guy. So even if Cooper returns, I can still see Gallup being a, a top twenty guy. But obviously, if he's that you know the number one weapon there would be huge. If he leaves, if Cooper leaves, I There's a few teams I wrote down that I'd love to see get a new wide receiver. One of them's the Cardinals. I mean, they have Kirk, but to me, Kirk is the definition of a number two. Uh, nothing solid, you know, sexy about that guy. Larry Fitz, as great as he's been his whole career, he's obviously not a number one. It seems to me like that air raid needs a true – number right. one guy. They were lacking it. I'd love to see Kyler get a weapon like Amari Cooper. They are cap strapped. They're trying to keep Drake. I don't know if that happens, but I'd certainly love to see it. And I also think the the 49ers and Eagles both kind of lack that true number one. Alshon, you can't rely on him. He's hurt all the time. Deshaun Jackson, great speed, but not a number one either. So the Eagles could use someone like Cooper. Right. And the 49ers, I mean, who the hell do they have? Emmanuel Eagle's Sanders is You know, I I do love Debo. You're right. Like I think those two together would be deadly. So those are the three teams I kind of wrote down. And the Packers, I mean, they have Adams, but. They could also use a number number two. In New England, I mean, Julian Edelman's really the only guy, too. Those are the teams I'd love to see make moves at wide receivers that have some some real fantasy value. Cooper, to me, the Cardinals would be the most ideal if he does not go to Dallas. What do you think of those teams I kind of threw out there?
0: I agree. I mean, Kirk is good. Not so much a PPR machine, more of a deep threat. We had some big bombs go to him last year. I think he lacked consistency, but he's got a high ceiling, I think, this year. If he becomes the main wide receiver one and remains – kind of the wide receiver one there. So yeah, I definitely think Cardinals would be a really good fit for Cooper. And uh, I think the upside is there with that, with that offense.
1: Yeah, the only other true number one wide receiver I see in the free agent class, and and that's only if he stays healthy, which is one of the biggest question marks after these last three years, that's A.J. Green, though. I mean, he was a true dominant number one receiver for so long. Obviously didn't play a snap last year, missed half the year before that. So there are huge question marks there. There's rumors the team wants to franchise tag him and keep him there to keep Joe Burrow happy. And Burrow's already kind of said, I really want right. A.J. Green to be there.
0: Burrow said that. He wants Green to stay. Sign him. Keep him.
1: So, so, let's say he stays. Do you buy A.J. Green? You know, obviously, it depends on the price, but do you think him and Joe Burrow can can do some damage together, or are you are you avoiding this guy?
0: They could do damage. I'm going to avoid him. I'm one of those guys that, you know, I look at it kind of like a stock sometimes. So, if the stock is high, and Green stock was high years ago, and it's plummeted so low, and sometimes it's good to buy low. Trust me. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I like to – thrive but when it's I guess stock is a bad example because once these guys age a little bit and I think they've kind of peaked out they've kind of blew their load it's very hard for them to to kind of find their way back Burl could be a nice ignition to this it could you know light a spark here but again years to wow me lately and I'm not wowed once they taper and fall off I, I rarely dig back in to grab these older guys and he's not that old but when it comes to football age you know i'm not excited man i'm i'm really not
1: yeah, the recent injury history is killing me. And last year, I, I it's one of those things in fantasy that it shouldn't affect you. But I took him in like three or four ye- leagues last year. And the fact that he didn't play a snap and I just had him burning my bench all fucking years. Like, <laughs> you have those guys that you're like, once they burn you, you're like, fuck them. I don't ever want to yeah. touch these guys. So whether he blows up or not, I, I'm off the A.J. Green team. A- unless maybe he goes with Brady to New England or gets a change of scenery. I'm, yeah. I'm... Into the idea that since he does have a decent turnaround, I am a believer in Burrow. I think he's going to be the real deal. He played in a pro-style offense under Joe Brady, and we we saw what happened at LSU this year. I mean, lit the absolute world on fire. I think he's going to be legit. I really do think he's legit. I think, you know, they get Jonah Williams, their offensive tackle, back next year. I love Nixon. I think Boyd's a good talent. So I could see this offense definitely taking humongous, multiple steps forward. Uh, And AJ Green being a part of that, but I just don't trust the guy to ever stay healthy. And I imagine the A.J. Green name factor, you, you brought that up. Oh, A.J. Green, I can yeah. see that driving a fifth to even fourth round price. And at that price point, give me Terry McLaurin. Give me one of these younger right. guys that has some more upside. Uh, Michael Gallup, you know, I, I'd much rather take a shot on these guys that are up and coming rather than the ones that's been there before, but probably on the way out.
0: All right. So yeah, let's wrap it up here. A couple more receivers, rapid fire. I know Robbie Anderson, he's poor, a he's kind yep. of been a one trick pony, deep threat kind of guy. You know, he doesn't excite me. And he's not going to excite me on the jets. What do you think happens with him?
1: I'd love to see him leave the jets. Fuck the jets. Fuck yeah. Adam Gase. Like that, that he ruins everybody. I hate Adam Gase and they have some players there, but I'm not touching anyone on the jets until no. Adam Gase is gone. I get him to you know maybe the Packers right where they I don't want to see him be a true number one he's not a true number no. one but but in a number two role you know Devonte Adams on one side drawing the top attention Anderson could do some damage with you know Aaron Rodgers it's such a play action based system where they get the D-backs biting if he has the secondary cover one-on-one I could see Anderson and, and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers really being a great connection I'd love to see him go there uh, personally do you have a, a spot circle that you'd like to see Robbie Anderson I'm not
0: going to stay away from him because he's going to be that annoying guy that's going to put up a 45-point game, and then for three weeks, he's going to put up donuts, and then he's going to come back and have another 45-point game and put up. That's the type of player he is, and I stay away, so I really don't care where he ends up. It's just kind of interesting as a late-round guy to get and plug him in based on matchups. So if there's a good matchup, maybe DFS play. That's where I'm going to play Robbie. But definitely don't want to see him on – The Jets, I mean, it would be interesting to see Rivers on the Colts and him lining up with T.Y. Hilton. That would be interesting. Yeah.
1: I think that's a great team to throw out there that, that could use a good number two wide receiver. I mean, you got Ty and him on the same side. That's a lot of speed for right. defenses to account for, uh, and that would open up so many things underneath for Doyle and the running backs too. So right. I, I like that fit a lot. That's a really intriguing one. The only other name and some names that are on the list is you know, those Aguilar, Rashad Higgins, Danny Amendola, Randall Cobb. No one you care are you going about going back at to this all. Again, are we going? Back I, I to am this? going back to the girls. You're not going to ever look at at the bar. Used yes, exactly. Wow. I mean,
0: I'm not wild. I'm not even uh, to exactly. about it exactly
1: the only the time,
0: one sorry Gordon, the, the only time I I I, I remembered Amandola is when he was stealing targets from from players I like I hate that he's like, yeah. like Aaron Sproles of wide receivers mm. I hate those people for fantasy
1: just a leech he's never gonna have his own value he's just gonna steal from other people I hate I, it man. I hate what those guys the, the one name I want to throw out there just because he blew up at the end of this last year and it's uh, your years to wow me, I'm not wowed. Brashad uh, Perriman, he was a first round pick, yep. huge guy, deep speed, didn't do anything for his first four years in the league uh, other than these brief glimpses of, of speed but last year, once everyone was heard around him, he kind of stepped into that number one role for the Bucs and had three or four monstrous games. If you used him down the stretch there's a good chance you won your league because of Brashad Perriman, which is insane to say. Is there anywhere that you could See this guy landing where you're like all right, you know, th- this is a sleeper for me.
0: That's tough, man. Maybe Arizona Kyler. Like yeah. he's showing some flashes, but not enough to get me excited. You know, I'm not I'm not getting out of my seat and clapping or anything like that. I'm leaning back. Maybe I might mm-hmm. lean in and say, "That was pretty good." And that's it. Like that that's all he's getting at him. You lean forward for a second. That's yeah, it. I'm not a, I'm gl- not a quick
1: glance. <laughs> that, <then> you, uh, <laughs> someone else is going to be too much of a headache to, to bring home. Yeah, you're going to regret it there the again,
0: but ceiling doesn't mean anything. I want to see a little bit more consistency in production.
1: Yeah, the only other uh, guys I wanted to make sure to mention here, tight end. It's usually free agents don't typically succeed when they leave their original team. But this year we got Hunter Henry and Austin Hooper, two you know top seven or so tight ends in fantasy these last couple of years. Uh, what do you think of these two? Do they stay home? Do they go somewhere else? And if they leave, where do you want to see them end up?
0: Henry's the guy I kind of stayed away from. Talent is there. Some injuries have plagued him a little bit through the years. Not a guy I trust. Hooper, I think, is a little more consistent, exciting. I don't know if that was a product of Matt Ryan and that offense, probably because the defenses were distracted trying to cover Julio Jones Ridley. Uh, you know, I think Hooper benefited from that. So, I mean, I don't think Hooper's going to be there. There's already been talks saying that he might be moving on. So, I don't know. It depends on where he ends up. I don't know where he could end up. This, to me, is another coin toss. I'd just be throwing darts. I, I don't know. But I think, I think Hooper could be a, an immediate impact and a safe tight end you can get later. Hunter, I don't really trust. I don't trust Hunter.
1: You don't trust Hunter Henry at all? No. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he's had a tough time staying healthy. I, my guess with how these two shake out, they're already saying the Chargers might franchise tag Hunter Henry, keep him there. If Tom Brady, let's say, goes there, and obviously we have that history of relying on Gronk. I mean, obviously Hunter Henry's not Gronk by any means, but I I would love to see Hunter Henry and Brady somehow pair up in a quarterback that that would really utilize him well. Hooper is interesting. They're saying, like you mentioned, the, the Falcons don't expect him back. They have too much cap hit everywhere else, which is a shame because Dirk Cutter really does love peppering his tight ends. I think it's a huge part of his system. You know, OJ Howard and even Cameron Brait in Tampa Bay had a lot of value with Dirk Cutter. So whoever ends up being Atlanta's tight end, I'm going to be very intrigued to see this rumblings that Hooper might end up going to Green Bay. And on paper, it's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, a sexy landing spot, but he's never had a good fantasy tight end, you know, maybe once with Jermichael Finley out of 15 yeah. years. Like, I don't. I hope Hooper does not go there. I'd love to see either of these guys end up in New England if Brady's there. I'd love to see either of them end up, either, you know, if Hooper returns to the Falcons or Henry goes there. Those are kind of the two biggest spots, uh, the Falcons and the the Patriots, that have historically used tight ends very well, that have some big openings. The Bills don't really have anybody, and the Cowboys Witten's gone. So maybe either of those teams could use a tight end injection as well. Uh, but I don't, who knows, who knows where either of them go. The only other tight end free agent worth mentioning in my opinion is Eric Ebron. I mean, he had 13 touchdowns yeah. a couple years ago. Is there anything else you want to say about any of these three guys or
0: not really just, I'm going to do yeah. this new thing that where I raise my eyebrow with just the one kind of yeah. like that. You got my interest <laughs> peaked when you said, I think it was Henry and Brady. That is fascinating to me. That yeah. That's interesting. Cause uh, Yeah, you know, Brady does like to throw to his tight ends. We know that. And I think that would be very interesting. Uh, Whatever tight end is at the receiving end of Brady's pass. uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm not too excited. Tight end, give me a solid guy. that's going to give me 10 points. Give me an ace backup that could have
1: a high ceiling. That's it, man. Yeah. (laughs) That is really it. it? And and I think that's really it for this free agent class, too. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of – Top end talent. We hit all the positions and we, we hit where they hope they end up. And it's, it's going to be crazy. It starts, what, March 16th, the legal tampering, and then they can officially join new teams. We know they're all talking already. So I, I love this time of, time of the year. I feel like we have to, once we, we see where all these names do end up and you know what the new homes are, we should come back and now say, what is their new value? That, that's a, yes, just as valuable, if not more so. I, I'd love to do that again. But uh, this is about as good in, a, in depth of a preview as I think you're going to find out there.
0: This is completely... We got to get it out there to the masses, get everybody listening. A lot of dream scenarios here, a lot of impact. Uh, we dove deep, covered a lot of free agency and the fantasy impact. So thank you, uh, Nick, the wolf, for coming on. And uh yeah, man, I'm I'm excited that we're
1: gonna I, do this I, more often. I just want to throw out one more quick stat that I forgot. I had it written down here in my notes, and it's you know, not about somebody who leaves, but if you Hooper does end up leaving Calvin Ridley uh, when Hooper was out of the lineup was the the stats are ridiculous so without Hooper he only averaged six targets four catches in around 54 yards a game which was the wide receiver 26 not horrible decent and fancy but when Hooper was inactive there's only three games. He saw 10 targets, 7 catches, 106 yards, and almost a touchdown per game. He would have been the wide receiver, two in fantasy if you go all 16 games with that pace. So I'm all about Calvin Ridley, especially if Hooper leaves. Uh, that's a guy I am I, I really I have him. circled here. I'm so, all yeah. over
0: Ridley. He's on the consensus rankings. The consheepsis rankings <laughs> pretty low right now. Like, uh, yeah, he, you can get him. He's he's. These people are sleeping on him. They're sleeping on Debo Samuel. They're sleeping on, I think, Cortland Sutton's a little bit uh, underrated. There's a ton of sleepers at wide receiver. A lot of big I'm breakouts this year. I man. mean, it's simple. Let's keep it simple. We'll end this with this. This is my strategy, and I talk about it in my 16-round draft solution. Very simple. Load up on RBs. Get, get, anchor yep. yourself with an ace quarterback and just get an ace You know wide receiver at round four or five, six, maybe get a good one there and just load up on a bunch of sleeper wide receivers. You're going to nail a bunch of them. It's going to be great. This wide receiver class, you know, in the NFL draft is so deep that, I mean, you're going to land yourself some good wide receivers and that's it, man. Just wait on wide receiver. There's a ton of good guys this year. Ton.
1: And, and I feel like it's every year. I mean, last year I did the same thing. First three rounds, I took Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook round two, Aaron Jones round three. I mean, that alone right. was enough to win a title. But then at receiver, you're like, oh, your receivers must have blown. I got Godwin round four, Cooper Cup round five, and DJ Moore round six. I mean, that that team obviously went on and just fucking destroyed the league. And it was one of those perfect situations. It doesn't always end up like that. But certain, those guys you just said, if you get Cortland Sutton round four, Calvin Ridley round four, Debo Samuel round five, who knows where Metcalf's going to go. But there are right. tons of these – breakout receivers. So I'm totally with you there uh, that we could see some huge breakouts. Uh, I'm going to be publishing this on my podcast. I know you are too. Do you want to make sure before we we sign off here that my audience, if they haven't heard of you, and I'm sure sure they have because you have one of the biggest and best followings on Instagram, but if not, uh, because we do have a little bit of a niche following here too, uh, where can my guys find if they want to connect with you and interact?
0: Well, obviously YouTube here at fantasy football counselor, TikTok at fantasy football counselor, Instagram at fantasy football counselor, and Twitter at FF Counselor1. I got on Twitter late. I couldn't secure the fantasy football counselor name. So yeah, yeah, same with you guys, Roto Street Journal, guys. Check him out. I mean, I really like your website. Website is top-notch, great content. Very nice layout on the website, good podcast, very good knowledge for yourself as well. Keep grinding, keep hustling, and yeah, I'm glad that I get to introduce you to my audience. And yeah, I'm big on Instagram. I don't want to toot my own horn, but millions upon millions of YouTube uh, minutes last year watched, Mm -hmm. you know, millions of podcast downloads. I'm very grateful to be in the position I'm in, and hopefully you guys that are listening to me can go over and, you know, listen to Nick as well, because again, he's full of absolute knowledge and he knows his crap. So yeah, check him out.
1: Absolutely, and uh, you, you already mentioned rotostreetjournal.com. That's our home base, breeding and feeding fantasy wolves. If you want to connect directly with me on Twitter, it's at rotostreetwolf and rotostreetjournal on Instagram. I know a lot of your audience might find us through that. Rotostreetjournal is also on YouTube if our audience sees us there. So we're, we're up and coming, and, and that's why I love you because you're, you're willing to find these, the, the new exciting t- – the Debo Samuels of the yeah, world. the you hidden know. gem. I, the hidden gem of the fantasy world, and you're, you're ready to kind of help me at that wing and, and blow up. The, your, your already established audience, so I really appreciate you having me on, my man. And I, I think we're gonna keep churning out some very valuable content this entire I, offseason. I do together.
0: the same thing, whether it be stocks, whether it be fantasy, whether it be uh, human interaction. I find the hidden gems. I find the, I, I stay away from the mm. Lamar Millers and the, and the Carlos Hides <laughs> and everything. I'm not here to knock anybody, but there's a lot of Carlos Hides out there, and I'm <laughs> aiming for the Saquon Barkleys and the, uh, the upside, upside guys
1: that know their stuff. So yeah, I'll three, take Saquon whole- Barkley. Yeah, that's me. I'm definitely Saquon. On. I'll it's take a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, So man. thanks for
0: being on, guys. This wraps it up. Make sure you guys subscribe to both podcasts. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, oh. oh, oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go. Stole show. Least we stole the show. Please we stole the show. Please we stole the show.
1: Straight ahead. Definitely. Second effort. Third effort. Touchdown.
0: Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.